Hey, welcome. I'm Donnie Spano, and I'm so glad that we get to come together for this time. And uh, if you would, go ahead and take your Bible out. Let's go ahead and open up the Scriptures, and let's allow God to show us what He will today. Now, um, in order for that to be done, we're going to have to be joined in faith. And uh, the most anointed I could ever be is when your eyes are not on me. And um, the more my eyes are not on you, the more anointed I'll be too. The anointing is the Spirit of God being able to work on and through. And that's what we want because He is, the Holy Spirit is, the teacher. And He's the only one that can speak beyond man's words. And uh, while I'm speaking some of these things today, He'll speak beyond me inside your heart and bring things to your remembrance and show you things to come. So let's pray and ask God for His help in that. Father, we come to You. We're joining now in faith and we're asking You for Your anointing. We're asking You for supply of Your Spirit to make this ministry easy, Father. Easy to get out, easy to be received, that all of us would walk away from this time knowing You and knowing Your way in greater degree. We thank You, Father, for making it clear to us and as we go out from here, for adding your ability, giving us of your grace to not just hear these words, but to be doers of them, that we be blessed in all that we do. Thank you for it, Father. We believe we receive it now by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. So, now that we are in agreement, let's go ahead here, and I want you, if you will... Go to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John 4. And the title of our message today is Knowing God is Love. Knowing God is Love. And uh, I'll preface what we're going to look at in these moments. Now, I like getting ministry moments out because it's easy for someone to grab a hold of a ministry moment and they don't have to invest a lot of time. However, there are some things you and I just can't get in one minute or in two minutes time. And it will take us taking a few moments and spending some time. But when it's the scriptures, when it's anointed word going forth, there's no better use of time. And so um, I appreciate you taking your time even now and listening. There's so many other things you could be doing. So many other ministers you could be listening to, but God has led you here. And in so doing, He's going to provide for you here. And the ministry that goes forth from here, it's His. It's His showing. It's His leading and guiding. So it's of the utmost, the greatest quality. And I'm so thankful for His helping in that going forth. This is how any good man or woman of God ministers. They are a distributor of what is God's and that's what I believe to do by his help and um, when it is that way you and I can do the same kind of thing and you can do this in your work in your occupation you can do this whether you're a waiter or waitress whether you're washing cars whether you're a doctor or a surgeon you can have his helping and it enables it to be of the utmost quality and standard because the Holy Spirit is your helper so this is of the utmost quality in ministry I don't take credit for that it's the Lord's helping it's his doing 
And so with that, we're in 1 John 4, but I'm going to preface it in saying if, if we were to talk with, a, with many believers, many believers, if we were to ask them, who is God? Who is God? And we'd hear a whole lot of different responses. Some may know these scriptures and say, well, God is love. And we'd say, yes, he is. Yes, he is. Um, God, who is love, he showed himself to us in different ways. And so if we ask them, he is God, who is love. Who else is he? Some may say, well, you know, Jesus is the express image of God. And we say, yes, yes, he is. And that's a great response as well. However, I, I would say that many believers would not be able to tell us the seven redemptive ways that God showed himself to us. We're going to look in these scriptures here in just a moment, and it's going to tell us God is love. However, God showed himself in other ways. And he showed himself, in fact, every time he'd say, I am Jehovah Rapha. Rapha, well, Jehovah meaning the Lord who shows himself, and Rapha meaning as your healer. And so, each and every way he would do this, he'd say, I am the Lord who shows myself as. Well, if God is love, and he is, God who is love has chosen to show himself in these seven different ways. And yet many believers, I would, I would uh, say many would find it hard to even tell you those ways, if not a few of them. And what that shows is a lack of knowledge regarding God's redemption. It shows ignorance regarding who God says he is. He is love. But if we just know that and we don't know how love has shown himself, why is that so important? If we were to go to Ephesians 4, in fact, I, we won't go there for time's sake, but Ephesians 4 tells us to be imitators of God as dear children. And just before that, it tells us to actually forgive others as Christ has forgiven us. Now, that's a big task to overtake. And in order for us to imitate God, who is love, we're going to have to know Him. We're going to have to grow in knowing Him. And so if there are these seven different ways, and then there's some others, but if there are these ways that God who is love has shown Himself to us, and we have no knowledge at all about that, then we're going to find it hard to imitate Him in those ways. If we don't know God is our provider, it's going to be hard to imitate love the provider in our own life. And the New Testament commandment that Jesus has given to us is to what? To love one another as he has loved us. How are we going to carry out this love command if we don't fully know love in how he has shown himself? And so let's go to the fourth verse in 1 John 4. The reason why this is so imperative is that if you and I can't see God for who He is, if we fail, and in fact, yes sir, okay, if we fail to realize how love is toward us, then we'll fail to respond and show Him in that way towards others. We, we will be limited in keeping the love command if we fail to grow in knowing love himself. 
And we'll see that here in these verses. So let's go to verse 4. And it says, You are of God, what do you say, little children. Well, little children have some things to learn, don't they? We might have heard about love. We might have heard about God is love. We might have heard about it in the last year. And yet there are things you ate this month that you ate the whole last year, right? You didn't say, no, I ate a potato over the year. I'm eating no more potatoes. No more potato. No, that's a foolish thing, right? Because you eat what's there. You're nourished. And if, if that's what you got, if you got potatoes, you're going to nourish on potatoes. Well, there's certain things that you and I need in our diet continually. And love and faith, we need this continually. And so here we find that he's speaking to little children means he's also talking to believers. This whole letter is a letter to believers. I've heard other people contradict that. It's a foolish thing. It's right here. You are of God, little children, and have overcome them. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. They are of the world, therefore speak they of the world. And what does the world do? The world hears them. He goes on and continues, We are of God. So we are of love. We're going to see that in this very, very next verses. God is love. If we're of God, we are of love imitators of love and he says he that knows God hears us he that is not of God does not hear us hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error beloved let us love one another for love is of God and everyone that loves is born of God and knows God now, this is where a lot of people, in fact, have not even wanted to go to church because they'll think, that's a bunch of hypocritical people. I don't want to be around them at all. They talk about love, talk about love, and man, they need to take up on their own uh, suggestions. And thank you, Father. Why is this? See, people have this mindset they have this mindset that if you're born of God, immediately you are of God to the utmost. And in fact, it's a fallacy. The truth is here in this scripture, and it says, everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. So there's two qualities to one that loves. Thank you, Father. Everyone that loves is both born of God and knows God, which means that you and I can go through many churches. We can actually be in our own house and fail to see one who loves. That does not mean they're not born of God, but it does show they don't know him. Because in order to love, in order to live a lifestyle of love, and Jesus showed it to us. He said, if they hate you, do them good. If they curse you, bless them, right? He said, if they persecute you and they're trying to use you to spitefully pray for them, this is love command. And in order to love like this, it's going to take seeing and knowing God. 
in a way that others don't. Because there's going to be many that are born of God and don't love. And it's... You wouldn't get mad at a baby for crying and carrying on, right? In our services, if we had a baby in there crying, well, we might expect that the parent would take them and console them. But we wouldn't get upset at that child. Why? They don't know any better. They're a baby. What do they need to do? They need to grow up and they need to learn this environment. They need to learn what they've been born into. They need to learn this earth. It's what they've been born into. Well, when you and I are born into God, we need to grow in knowing Him. And if we fail to know in some areas, then it's going to have a direct consequential response to your and my love walk, which is to say our lifestyle of faith. I'm going to read to you something that Brother Hagen wrote, and this is why I've prefaced a lot of what we've been talking about recently, because it is imperative. And he, uh, he, I'm quoting this from the book that was written entitled, Understanding How to Fight the Good Fight of Faith. And he said this, by the helping of the Spirit of God, he said, One reason we, as Christians, live in unbelief and our faith has been hindered is because we lack knowledge about redemption and about our redemptive rights. We lack knowledge of what God's Word says about our redemption, and that lack of knowledge is the greatest enemy of faith. We lack knowledge of what God's Word says about our redemption, and that lack of knowledge is the greatest enemy of faith. Seven redemptive names is giving us insight into our redemption. And so if I can't respond and tell you that God, who is love, has redeemed me because He's my provider, He's my shepherd, He's my righteousness. He's my peace. He's my victory. Can you see this? He's the Lord who is present to help. He's the Lord who's there. He's the Lord my healer. Can you see this? This is our redemption. But how many, I'm, I'm, I'm asking you, how many believers round about us do not and are not able to tell us this? What is it showing it's showing that we are lacking knowledge of what God's Word says about our redemption. And that lack of knowledge is going to be a hindrance to our faith. It's going to hinder our faith. So, let's continue in this. It's imperative that we learn to know God and grow in knowing Him. Because it's going to enable us to imitate Him which is going to show forth in our life, lovely. It's going to cause us to keep His love command. And we're going to be those that love because we're born of Him and we know Him. Eighth verse says, He that does not love, it says, He that loves not, knows not God. For God is love. In this was manifested or shown, and this is something that we see in these redemptive names, God wants to show Himself. 
And so in this is, was manifested or shown the love of God towards us because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world that we might live through Him. Herein is love, not that we love God, but that He loved us and He sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins, the price paid. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought also to love one another. No man has seen God at any time. If we love one another, God dwells or lives in us, and His love is perfected in us. This word perfected, you could say matured. Well, if you and I were to mature a muscle, it means we've exercised it. It means we've allowed it to grow. The way it grows is by being utilized. And so when you and I put love to work in our life, will find it perfected. Now, continuing in the 13th verse, it says, Hereby know we, that's confident, that we dwell in Him and He in us, because He has given us of His Spirit. And we have seen and do testify that the Father sent the, the Son to be the Savior of the world. And it goes on and says, Whosoever shall confess that Jesus is the Son of God, God dwells in him and he in God. And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. God is love. And he that dwells or lives in love dwells or lives in God and God in him. Hallelujah. There's no greater place to live. People ask you, where do you stay? <laughs> That's my house right there. I stay in love. God lives in me. I live in Him. That's my place. They're like, no, no, but like, where do you stay? Like, what state? What what nation? Man, I, I stay in love all the time. <laughs> now, this might sound strange. might sound funny. You may not want to tell people that. But if you and I will do that, life will be satisfactory. We will reach lost people we will shine like lights in this world and we will be able to set aside all that is not helpful think about it you're blessing those that curse you're doing good to those that hate you're able to set aside all that negative all that darkness and pressure and junk and you're able to shine forth and show as a true example, the right way, love, God the Father. This is how God's able to rule and reign in this earth. It's when people will live and respond like that. And it continues, and this is what I want to get to here. Herein, 17th verse, is our love made perfect, again, mature grown and useful, exercised, that we may have what? Boldness in the day of judgment, because as He is, so are we in this world. Ain't that a statement? As He is, not talking about as, so are we in this world, right now, here and now, not what we shall be, as God is, as love is, this is the reality 
of our makeup. That when we were born again and recreated, we were were recreated after love himself. And our very nature was recreated in the nature of love. And God who is love, who shows himself as our provider and as our peace and as our shepherd and in all these wonderful ways as our healer, he has created us in this very makeup that is combined, unified with all of these redemptive ways. It's in our very makeup. It's who we are. And as he is right now, This is who we are in this world. People are looking for righteous way and they look at us and they're able to see him. And they're looking for peace in the midst of all this chaos and they're wondering how in the world am I going to get through this? And then they look up and there you are and I are and they see Jesus who is the name above every names, consummates all that God says he is. Oh my, the express image of love himself, Jesus. And they look at us and they see him. Hallelujah. And you find in this boldness, you find in this confidence, this world right now is fighting and warring, and they, they think that they're doing this in confidence, and they're saying, We're going to do this, and they go and do it. They're tearing down and they're they're destroying and they're thinking, well, we're doing it. This is our strength. This is our confidence. We can say it and do it. And they don't realize this is more conceit than they realize. And there's a far cry in difference from confidence and conceit. And why do I say this? Confidence is founded in compassion. You know, I know I can be confident when I'm around you or I'm around someone right now. And I know I won't lie to you. I won't steal from you. I won't do anything to hurt you. I have no reason to be ashamed. I have no reason not to be confident right now. Why? Because I'm only here to do you good. Jesus was anointed by the Holy Spirit and he went about and he did good. And he, the scriptures say that he just undid all those works of darkness. When he came into the place, oh my, he went about and he did good and he just flipped what the enemy did upside down. And this is what you and I by him are to do in this earth. So when I know I'm only here to do you good, I'm confident. I'm confident and it's because I'm not reliant upon myself I'm reliant upon God he's helping me he's enabling me he's gracing me you know we found in these verses talking about we have believed and known the love that God has to us you and I can get to the place where we trust if we're going the wrong way God loves us so much He'll bring just what's needed to get us back on track. He'll bring the words we need to hear. He'll bring the scriptures we need to see. He'll give us anything that's needed to get us right back on track. Why? Because we trust He loves us. He went to such a great length to give of His own Son. He bought us back 
more than once, He has great love for us. And when you and I put trust and mix faith with that truth, it enables God to love us, hallelujah, to the end and back. And He'll enable us to do it well. When you and I enter into this compassionate lifestyle and we decide God's way is my way and I'm going to grow in knowing Him, I'm going to do it His way. We enter into this place of confidence, to this place of boldness, and um, it will, much of this world will show what looks like confidence right now as they're going about in pride and rebellion. But the truth about pride, see the thing about pride is it looks like it's satisfied. Uh, much of the scriptures talk about pride like puffed up, like smoke. Well, if you and I were in a room and it's full of smoke, we can open a door to that room and we'll think, well, it looks full, right? People that are satisfied, they have this, they're full. They're lacking nothing. They're filled up. The room looks like it's full, but you and I can put our hand in there. Wave it around, right? Give it just a little bit of time. Put some exhaust fans in there. Suck up all that, that, that vapor, all that smoke. And what's left? Nothing. This is pride. And this is conceit. And there are many going around tearing down, trying to bring the United States down, trying to bring other nations down, trying to show forth, hey, this is our strength. We won't let you take advantage of us. And they don't realize what they're doing. They think it's fulfilling them. And all it is is smoke. It's smoke. It's conceit. It's actually relying upon self. And the only way you and I will truly enter into the most confident life there is. And you want to know why it's so important? It's the only way that fear has got to leave us. And fear is powerful. It, it's so powerful. If we were to take the time you'll find in Job, Job said these very words. He says, That which I greatly feared has come upon me. And you find that even when his sons and daughters, he didn't know that they did wrong, but he was going to you know, give sacrifice in case they did. And he was so afraid of their missing it and their destruction in a day's time they all died in a horrific accident the whole building came tumbling down and crushed them all fear has this power to draw itself whatever is feared right upon us and bring it into our life these verses tell us that when you and I put love to work, fear is cast out. Perfected love, love that's useful and put to work, takes fear, throws it out. Gets it out from us. And it goes to show that if I look into my life and I see fear, what is it giving me an indicator of? In some way, shape, and form, I have left the love walk. 
because now I'm not talking about a simple thought coming because thoughts of doubt and unbelief come to everyone every good child of God is gonna have thoughts come to them it doesn't mean it's their thought there's certain things we have to cast down and put beneath us but when you and I have fear and you can tell the difference this isn't just the thought coming there's actually something affecting us and affecting our heart what's going on we have in some shape or form left the walk of love and we've left knowing him right and it says it right here there is no fear 18th verse in love but perfect love or you could say love that's working casts out fear because fear has torment he that fears is not made perfect in love hallelujah Jesus we love him why <laughs> because he first loved us hallelujah the love that we are to demonstrate is because he is not trying to hide himself from us God who is love is desperately desiring for us to see him as he is he wants us to know him as our as our provider as our shepherd as the Lord who's present with us as our peace as our righteousness he wants us to know him as our healer he wants us to know him in every way that he has declared but you and I are gonna have to take the time to renew our mind and to ensure that we don't lack knowledge in who he is and how he's redeemed us because if we do my friends this is a, a great caution and exhortation it will cause us to be hindered in our faith how can we trust him to provide if we have not been feeding and knowing that God who is love is our provider it will hinder our faith but I'm gonna believe with you you believe with me that we will see him clearly and as we do we will know this redemption in all of its parts and we will not hinder in faith we'll be strong in faith and we will give glory to God hallelujah that's our time friends we love you we bless you let us know if we can be of help to you uh, we're gonna bring up here on our you can contact us with any prayer requests with any praise reports we want to rejoice with you if God's done something good in your life let us know hallelujah Praise you, Lord. Give God thanks if this has blessed you. And let us know if there's any way we can be a help to you. We'll see you soon.